0: It's time to go from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast where we give you the encouragement to change your life. Welcome to Vulnerable Moments with Jovan J. Palmer. No longer will you feel ashamed, unseen, and unheard. Get vulnerable, become courageous, and be free. And now your host, Jovan J. Palmer. J. Palmer. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Vulnerable Moments, the podcast. I'm your host, Von J. Palmer, and as always, we have individuals sharing transparent and vulnerable moments. I have a special guest today. Let her... <laughs> Hold
1: on. You changed the podcast?
0: Where have you been? Living Blessed does not exist anymore okay. as a podcast.
1: That's yeah. my bad, Joe. Clearly. My bad. I changed it about,
0: this is part of the episode, just to let you know.
1: That's fine. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where I been at?
0: I changed it a couple of, about a month ago now. A, a month? month now. Oh, yeah. so that's not that long no, long. no, no, no. Okay. No, no. no. I, right. I changed it because I wanted to go very deep in conversation. Mm-hmm. And I felt like Living Blessed didn't speak to the conversation I wanted to go to. Mm. Yeah. So there we are. Well, I like it. Let's go. You like it? I love it. I love it. All right. Introduce yourself.
1: My name is Tanisha West. I am here with Joe. (laughs) You want to start over? No. Okay. We keep everything raw over here. We don't hide nothing. I I didn't even know the podcast name changed. That just threw me off. I was like, hold on. What just
0: happened? Do you you need to start over? No. sure? I'm okay. Okay.
1: Hey, you guys. My name is Tanisha. (laughs) Of course, this is Joe over here. I'm happy to be here, so thank you for inviting me.
0: appreciate you coming through. I know you got to go home.
1: I'm always on the road.
0: I know, I but I'll be
1: coming to see you, Joe. So don't worry. You'll I'm see me you. next week. I'm hold you <laughs>
0: to it. I'm hold you to it. So let's start off with where you from?
1: I am originally from Cleveland, Ohio, but I currently live in Jacksonville, Florida.
0: Okay, I was growing up in Ohio. I heard cold,
1: cold, cold, cold. cold, cold. Just cold. Just cold. That's that's my memories being in the cold. Really?
0: Yeah. That's all you got to remember?
1: No. But when I think of Cleveland sometimes. That's all you think is cold. That's how I think about
0: Syracuse. Cold. Oh,
1: Syracuse? Yeah. Oh, so you understand. Oh, absolutely. My mom made me walk in a blizzard one time. Me too. I was cold, so that's my memories. I, I remember high snow. Yes. Feet, still in school, feet freezer cold. Freezer burn.
0: If, if, if you got holes in your Oh, no,
1: frostbitten, <laughs> not freezer burn.
0: <laughs> I mean, you might as well cause a freeze. That wasn't it. It's definitely a It feel a like
1: it's a burn. Yeah. Like yeah. how...
0: I used to hate going to school, and then like if you had the right gear, you screwed. You go to school in long johns,
1: oh, sweatpants,
0: yeah. carry your shoes in a bag,
1: and some sli- extra socks. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So you know the struggle. Mm-hmm. Now imagine going to track practice in that cold. That, my whole Why life are y'all has been running
0: cold in the cold
1: because it's it's year round, and just because we're in a different environment doesn't mean that we don't have to practice or be outside. I mean, the coldness breeds toughness. Do you agree? Yes,
0: because you went to the military.
1: Yes, I did when I was 18. Straight out of high school. Mad at my parents.
0: Why were you mad at them?
1: Well, um, I got a scholarship to run track mm-hmm. and long time ago, but I mean, some things happen with you know, some finances and all that. And I was given the option to get a job or try again next time. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna show you guys, I'm out of here. And I signed up for the military and I left six days later.
0: What point were you trying to prove?
1: If you can't help me get, if you messed up, you know, if you messed this up for me going to college this way, not, let me not say messed up, but you couldn't help me stay in college. So I was like military can't help me because I know they're going to pay for it and I went so I can get an education that's what I thought that I was going to get an education
0: so you did a semester of school
1: a semester I did more than some semesters at 18 what do you mean
0: you said circle me back make sure I'm listening right you went to school you said things got messed up and you went to the military at 18.
1: Yeah, but then when I came I'm back from before, the military prior
0: to the military though, you did a semester before going to the military.
1: Yeah, left, came back, and then went to college. Stayed on campus, ran track. Where'd Still, you go? I went to Notre Dame College of Ohio.
0: You went to Notre Dame
1: of Ohio, the smaller sister college. Yes, the smaller college. Oh, the not the no. But don't do that. It's still, still school. Yeah, education, education. Still got paid for. Still got to run. So, yeah, that was. So, cross my leg. just, just <laughs> relax, man. You got your Timberlands on. <laughs> I am relaxed. I like crossing my leg. Okay. What's next? What you got for me?
0: So, let's go back to childhood. Let's talk about growing up your experience outside of the cold. What was it like growing up? Did you grow up with both parents in the home, just mom and dad, or were you like in separate homes?
1: Well, no, I didn't grow up with a father figure in the home until I was about 10 years old when my stepdad came. Um, my dad, he'll beat me up if he <laughs> heard me call him his, Clear that up. Yeah, my dad, Rick Wilcox, but um, yeah, so no, I didn't grow up with a dad in the home in the beginning years but after my parents got married and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, bunch of kids, step-siblings, brothers and sisters.
0: So what effect did not having a dad in the home for the first 10 years of your life have on you?
1: I mean, I was always wondering, like, why I don't have a dad around? Like, am I not good enough? Like, I'm jealous of other kids, like, because I ran track to middle school, all that. All my sports, like, drill team, cheerleading, all that stuff. My mom was there, Mm -hmm. but not a dad. So just always a little unsure, you know, feeling a little unstable when it came to that. Yeah. Like, not confident. Like, Mm -hmm. well, I don't have a dad, so I can't really say nothing, or I can't participate in this, or, you know.
0: Yeah. So, like, having those issues and kind of going through that, do you feel like, even though your stepdad came into the picture, do you feel like, like, how was it, like, because for boys – like, you know, the kids I worked with in the group homes, they would always mention, yo, you're not my pops. And I'm like, yo, I'm not trying to be your dad. And then when your stepdad came into the picture, was it a thing for you like, yo, like, you're not my father? Oh, for sure. Uh.
1: For sure, because I I took it as though like, you are here now, so this is gonna take away more time for me spending with my mom. Because my mom was a paramedic, like she worked a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we were home a lot alone like getting ourselves ready and stuff but my mom was a hard worker so i had an older sister so she she took pretty good care of us um but yeah when my stepdad came around he he put some structure he tried to put some structure into our lives like we was calling my mom by her first name because she was a young mom you know so we were calling her by her first name thought it was normal but when my stepdad came he for sure was like you can't kids can't call you that you can't talk to your mother like that i'm like she well she said that you know yeah. we, what we're supposed to do like this is all we know um so so you to
0: like restructure like oh, your whole 10 years of your life had to be restructured what? and that had to be it tough was
1: tough like it was to the point like i would want to say something to my mother and i'd be like excuse me like hey i just would not want to say mom or mommy because it just felt foreign mm. it felt so foreign and i i be like, Miss West, like, she'd be like, well, you can't call me Tony no more, so you can call me Mom, Miss West, my, something. So I have just, over the years, it just, like, now now it's fluid. It's fluid. So
0: would you call your mom by your first name?
1: Mm-hmm. What's your mom's first name? Tony. Tony. With an I.
0: With an I. Mm-hmm. Tony Braxton. Okay, now I play So you call your mom Tony. Did she, like, so calling your mom Tony versus calling her mom Mommy, did it feel like? That was your mom or did it feel more so like yo, that's my home girl
1: my home girl because my mom was young she had my my oldest sister when she was 16 mm-hmm. she was 18 my brother she was 20 my little sister she was like 23 if i'm getting all the ages right but yeah we my and mom she had your what age 18. 18. so 16 18 20, 20, 20 and then 23. and
0: then 23. Mm-hmm. okay so how was so, like, with mom being homegirl during that time and then you having to transition to her being mommy, like, did it change some things in her to, like, okay, I got a parent different or, like, because you got the step coming to the house like, yo, this, this
1: ain't it. Because well, my stepdad had four sons of his own, you know? And
0: the way they grow up, they're calling him dad, of course, probably. Yeah, and, and, and,
1: and he was, um, my stepdad was, like, super affectionate, like, super, like over like super affectionate right his family his family is my side of the family we were not like that hmm like we'll come in the house and say what's up we'll f- play fight as a way of showing you know affection or whatever like my mom would wrestle with us but actually like kissing on us and hugging and all of mm-hmm. that it was just like no nah, we was it was yeah, different yeah it was just different so that's been an issue with me and my own children like just actively like remembering to be affectionate Mm -hmm. because just myself in general like i'm not that affectionate um i used to be a big tomboy and i didn't get hugs and stuff like when i left for the military i made my mom give me a hug really yeah because it was like all right this serious now Like, I don't know, my big sister, like, we, she cried, like, who gonna call and irritate me now? I was like, I didn't even know you liked me. (laughs) Chanel, (laughs) you liked me? Like, yeah, so, like, my sisters and my brother, like, we'll, we'll, like, like, we're giving a compliment, right? Mm we will be like, oh, your shirt's so ugly. But it would be like, you look nice. That's how but, me
0: and my sister are. Okay, yeah. so some
1: people, it's foreign to it. they be like, why y'all talk to each other yeah. like that? Yeah, like, that's, like, that's how we sure show love. Like, no, she look good. That's yeah. not what you're talking about. You want to fight? Would, like, right, right, right. shit. <laughs> what? You want to fight? Like, <laughs> we good over here. Yeah. But that's how my family was. Mm-hmm. So when it came to blending families or me creating my own and how I'm speaking to my own kids, I'm like, okay, I understand. Like, certain mm. things are just not appropriate and other people just won't understand, so we got to kind of, pivot and adjust but yeah
0: so when it came to blending you all's family when your mom of course her four kids and then your stepdad's four kids coming together what was it like then
1: I mean it was cool for me it was just more more family that's it more people to play play with outside Uh more siblings to beat up like
0: y'all was still uh, roughhousing.
1: yeah yeah we the kids from down the street the kids was down the street. Yeah. Not the dirty kids was down the street. No, no, we're just, no, no Them, no. them yeah, kids on the, the street. Like, yeah. You them already them. know we're going to be into right. something. Something fun or something bad. What's bad? Going to steal candy out the store, like, knocking on people's doors. Just being bad.
0: Just being bad. Just being bad. Just having the kids. Just, just having no childhood.
1: Riding bikes, yeah. like, street lights about to come on, pushing it to the edge. Just like, you know you got to be in the house I'm right just, now. I'm just getting it. Just like, well, yeah, just good times. So, not all of Cleveland is cold. I mean, it's still cold. I mean, not all the memories are cold memories, but <laughs> it's still cold. Yeah. I just once I went overseas. Mm-hmm. When I went overseas, and I experienced that heat,
0: it changed your whole life. What is that? What kind of put you in Florida?
1: Yes. What well, was a part of the reason? When I was um my my when I had I left when my daughter was one years old. I had a baby and got deployed. Right after she turned one, had to leave right away. How old were you then? I was 21. I think I was 21, 22.
0: So leaving your one-year-old child behind, being deployed, and of course with the military, there's no—you have no say. So it's like, yo,
1: no say. Called
0: you, time to go. Yeah. How was that for you?
1: It was awful. It was it was awful. It was very awful. I um I was at home. In my room, and I got a call from somebody I was in the military with before, who got a different uh, position somewhere else, who happened to see my name on the roster, mm-hmm. and called me and was like, "Hey, just a heads up, they you about to get a you about to get a call and get a letter, you about to go over."
0: Well, it's good you had like. Uh, yeah,
1: but that was like a day or two before.
0: Oh, and I didn't do. That's it. not enough time to prepare, like.
1: No, never. And I just sat there and I was holding my baby, just I was holding my baby. And I was just crying, and I was like, oh, I'm about to, like, dang, I got to leave.
0: So was there ever an option to choose to stay home? No. And, and re- No?
1: mm
0: Like, you couldn't be like, yo, I, I got a kid. Like, no. I'm not no. going. No. So once you sign your paper, you name on a dialed line, you're just pretty much a product of the government. Mm-hmm. There's no backing out?
1: No. Maybe
0: I made the right decision. You made the,
1: the uh, great decision. Cause look at the position you're in. Right now.
0: But all my life I had to fight.
1: That's fine. I'm still fighting, even though I went to the military. Why are you The still military fighting? was a you're big part of my fight.
0: But you're done, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you're not, like, active in the military. I'm not
1: active right now. I'm still technically in the military. I'm so just not reporting in, in. Explain. Well, it's a thing mm-hmm. called the IRR. So when your contract is about to end or you want time to think about – if you want to stay in or get out, um, you get... I had the option to just be non-active for three years to make a decision, like, do I want to stay in or do I want to get out? And so... so now, like, reserve, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, if we go to, to war right now, can they call you? They can. What branch were you in? The Army. Black people love going to the Army.
1: I mean, that was... <laughs> I tried to go to the Air Force, mm-hmm. but um, I didn't qualify at the time, mm-hmm. so... I was in a hurry, I was like, you know what, I'm going to the next office. And I didn't, uh, didn't want to wait for the mm-hmm. Air Force. When I, went to, um, when I went to go sign up, I talked one of my friends um, into joining with me. Um, so I was like, come on, we about to go to the military, we gonna make a bunch of money, and then we can go to school. But my sister had a boyfriend, and he was a recruiter for the, the Air Force. And I went in there like, I'm ready to go, blah, blah, blah. He called my mom on me, so she came up there and try, <laughs> it was just a big. you not going. It was a big mess. It was a big mess. But I was so mad at her. I was like, I don't care. I'm about to leave. And he was like, well, I think you need to, you know, you should consider studying before and, you know, maybe wait six months. And I was just like, yeah, I ain't doing that. Like, I'm out. And I walk right next door to the Army office and I sign some paperwork.
0: So the Army just take anybody. They
1: take anybody. Do don't you, say it like that, Joe. Because I'm not saying like they, all right. Because no, I just no, no, want to no. clear. Don't don't do that.
0: <laughs> I forget the way I am saying. I was so. top tier. Yes, you were top tier. Yes, but I'm just saying because clearly, the Navy, I mean the Air Force, they have qualifications that they want you to yes to have.
1: Yes, they're more. Um,
0: it's like corporate America versus like non corporate.
1: Yeah, that's the, that's a good way to put it. It's like college and then it's just your like high school degree yeah Diploma. So it was like
0: so what was like the rush to, to go like even the guy your homeboy was like yo just wait six months and you like no i need to go now what was the rush the driving force to make you want to really just go to the military
1: always been that way just when i put something in my head it's like i made a decision i'm about to do it
0: what do you and th- I'll think
1: about it later, and be like, "Dang!" Because when I got there, when I got there, I literally was like, "What am I doing with my life? Like, I'm about to kill myself because this is crazy. These people are crazy. They're screaming at me. They're spitting on me. They're yelling in my face. My eardrums hurt. Why am I here? It's cold. We standing in the rain. Like, I had all of those thoughts going through my mind. But as far as like being in the, like the physical and all mm-hmm. that, it was a piece of cake. So at least I had that advantage. I was already an athlete when yeah. I went, so I was able to keep up mm-hmm. um, whenever I got in trouble. I had to do push ups that helped me score higher on my fitness test like so I was like i'm I'm good after the first week after the first week or so then you get a you get adjusted to it if you want to you have to want to do that so
0: mm-hmm. so now you're in the military mm-hmm. and Baby's still home.
1: Mm-hmm. Who has baby? My parents.
0: So how was it being in the military and no longer having your first child with you? Like
1: uh, It's just a feeling of emptiness. And I felt, I was just devastated mm-hmm. all the time because I just, I was like, I'm not a good mom because my baby's not gonna know me when I get back. Mm-hmm. When I used to try to call like on skype because it was skype back then mm-hmm. so when i would call on skype my mom would like sit my daughter in front of the camera and she'd be like she'd cry and when she'll see me or she'll just like not want to talk to me and i'll just be so crushed like man nah, you don't even understand i'm just trying to get home to you so but it was rough it was it was really rough. it had to be it was really rough and it's just the an effect, emptiness yeah you just carried around a kid and now you don't have you don't have them no more and then everybody else out there who are parents, and we are all like dealing with it. Like, you miss your kid too? Oh, let me see the pictures that you got. Like, look at my baby. That's what I had to hold on to was my pictures.
0: So reminiscing with other parents, did it help or did it hurt, make it hurt more?
1: I mean, it helped because it's it's just like, a co- it's a community. Mm-hmm. So if you have a, somebody who's going through or dealing with the same thing as you, yeah. just to know that somebody is dealing the, with the same thing as you, it, it's, it gives you a little comfort. Mm-hmm. But it, it still wasn't easy.
0: So that emptiness that you carried inside, did it affect your time in the military as far as, like, your duties and things that you had to do? Because, you know, sometimes when you're distracted by
1: No, no, that wasn't a distraction. Like, I mean, when you have downtime to actually think about your family or think about your children that you miss so much, like yeah, that'll put you in a state, but when it's time to execute the mission Mm -hmm. or get your job done, you you have to detach yourself from everything. So no, it didn't, missing my daughter didn't affect me accomplishing my mission or getting my job done. But when I went home, like later in the evening to my tent or my chew, it's like now. Now I'm sad. Now yeah. I have time to think. What's a chew? A chew. It's just like a container that it's a room. It's a room. It's like a
0: full of people. Yeah. With the bunk it's bags? like a it's what like a
1: container t- that you live in. It's like your living quarters. With the boat beds that we see on TV. Yeah, but it's it's like a con. You know, like a, yeah. a shipping container. It looks like that, so we call it a chew. How many people? It was two of us in there.
0: Oh. Not like how we see on TV, where it's like thirty.
1: I mean it's different locations, different environments, it's, it was people. Back back then I was deployed in two thousand ten and eleven. So now I'm sure the amenities are way better. Hmm.
0: So you go home to your tent or your chew, mhm, and you're having like these moments of missing your daughter. What are mm-hmm. you like, what's going on then?
1: I will stare at her pictures, like I will call, I will write, I would do puzzles, just occupy my time
0: and occupying that time do you feel like it made you a stronger mom or do you feel like what do you what did you feel
1: I mean I definitely felt uh I felt more hardened as a mom mm-hmm. like I don't know how to explain it it's like I, I, I absolutely love my child and I used to miss her so much, but being gone for a year, you know, mm-hmm. not being able to hug her or not having that interaction, it kind of put up, I felt like it, it put up a little strain. You for, have the two of you are? Yeah, because when I did come home from deployment, um, like when my daughter seen me, she didn't want to hug me or anything. And then she was, she was uh, she would call my mom, mom. She, yeah, when I, I heard it one time and I was like, what? like and my mom be like no that's your mommy and my daughter be like no yeah yeah mommy so i was like crushed crushed and i'm like well all of this i'm moving away <laughs> take her <laughs> yeah Seriously? yeah i had I, I dealt with some stuff over you know when i was deployed i dealt with some stuff and so i thank god for my mom and my my dad every day because mm-hmm. this is like y'all were able to just hold it down for me. Like when I was away, I didn't know that my mom like was missing work like she was. She was a nurse, a nurse practitioner and all Mm -hmm. that. My daughter was sick for the majority of her first year of life. And so I'm like, dang, you you sacrifice your own life too, your own finances, because I made a choice and a decision to go and get deployed and join the military because I was mad at you. Mm -hmm. And you still have to deal with, you know, my kid on the back end yeah. so but it wasn't easy like when i when i got home i just tried my best to like just be a part be with her more yeah but so then afterwards she just couldn't she couldn't i couldn't leave out the room without my baby like mom, where you going <laughs> with the hand under the door yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you i'm get, using the bathroom you ain't, get no you ain't going nowhere now so once she got back used to me, like, uh, yeah, that's my dog.
0: Now, how much time did it take for her to get back used to you being mom?
1: Um, well, after when I came home, I dealt with so much when I was deployed. Like, my house got robbed. My apartment got robbed or whatever um, when I was away. So I came back home to nothing. Like, mm-hmm. they even stole the thermostats off my wall. I came back home to nothing. I was crushed. Like you leave to serve the country, and then you come back home to nothing. So I had to go move in with my parents down in their loft, and I just had made the choice. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna leave. I'm moving. I'm moving to Florida. I'm moving to Florida because my daughter was so sick all the time. Um, I took her to a specialist, and it was like only like hot weather humidity would help her with her breathing was and her asthma. Hell, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like her nose had ran every single day, every single day. Crazy. But I made the choice, moved down to uh Florida, to Miami or whatever, and got her her surgery, her treatment, and she's been good ever since. And from there, like, my mom still didn't let me bring my daughter home with me right, right away. So when I moved to Florida, I had a couple weeks on my own. So I found a place, got set up and all that. And then my parents was like, all right, well, she can come down there now but your grandma got to come to make sure you good. Cause mm-hmm. they just like, you know, you just came from war. You, you acted weird. And, and I'm like, that's my baby though. You give me my baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 But I'm glad they uh, afforded me that opportunity to just have a breather for a little bit. But after she, we've been living in Florida since she was two years old. She's 13 now, so.
0: So being a military person, personnel, individual, a lot of good jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you mentioned going to war. Mm-hmm. Like you was really in war? Yeah. What war was at the time? What war do we have?
1: Oh, yes. Who? Operation Enduring Freedom. I went to Afghanistan. To help them? Mm hmm. And I was a truck driver.
0: What can you talk about?
1: Whatever you want to talk about.
0: So there's nothing closed off?
1: I don't know. Just ask me the question. I'll either say no or oh, yes. Confidential.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your time in Afghanistan. Our job as the United States was to go over to Afghanistan and help them with their freedom. Correct?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Joe, come on, man. <clears throat> no, it's just... You were getting comfortable. You took your shoe off.
0: Oh, the shoe always comes off. <laughs> sh- people, y'all don't notice it. My shoe always comes shoe off.
1: Shoe just came right off. Because it's like, Timberlands
0: ain't the most comfortable shoes. They're not. I don't know why I wore. I just I think it's, it's on. I had to get dressed real quick, and it was on a pair of shoes I can find. People that. People
1: want to be up north so bad. First of all, calm down. People want to be up north so bad. I gotta take
0: home with me everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> so Afghanistan, you're there to help serve freedom. So wh- were there things that you observed that you was like, you know what, we shouldn't even be over here. Confidential.
1: You saying confidential? Like, <laughs> I mean. Some things that i seen were not my favorite, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I understand it's, it's a mission, and I was just a small piece of it. Mm-hmm. So I was just there to drive those trucks.
0: And as a black woman in the military, did you feel like there were any disadvantages? Of
1: course, that's, that's in life, especially in the military, especially in a truck driving unit like me. Really? Especially uh, being attached to a unit out of like Indiana. Like, yeah it's always disadvantages as a black woman. Um, in a male dominated field, I was a truck driver. So I went through things like people not wanting to ride with me, like she can't drive, like yeah, I ain't riding with her, but I proved myself. Could you drive? I could drive, I'm an aggressive driver.
0: Did you develop that from the military or that's just always oh, for nature?
1: sure. For sure. I learned how to drive a stick shift over there on a school bus. Pressure. Um, yeah. You had to be a defensive driver. I mean, it's IEDs in the ground. You don't know what you're going to roll over. You don't know where you're driving into. These villages are scary. It's just, so it was an intense time for me, for sure.
0: And the IEDs in the ground, you're driving around on play, dust, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And you just don't know, like, in any even moment, that could be your life. Mm-hmm. So how do you drive and navigate, like, knowing there could be an I- IED, right? hmm There could be an IED inches away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That can just blow you up.
1: Mm-hmm. What are you going to do about it? You're going to say, no, I'm not going. I'm not. Yeah. You you signed that contract. And that is what I understood. When, when I got there, um... It was it was an explosion like <laughs> as soon as I got there. And I was like, yo, I'm under I'm under a bed, like, oh my God, like this is what really is happening right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, of course you're gonna of course you're gonna be afraid, like, unless you just have that personality type where nothing scares you. But I don't I don't feel like there's anybody in the world who isn't afraid of something. So you just have to put on your peace shield and talk to the universe tell god like you know thank you for letting me come back here if it happens today mm. you be taking these long pauses joe
0: because i be thinking okay i think
1: mm-hmm.
0: i be thinking that i'll be taking it in um because the military to me i've seen it do some things to people Mhm. And I feel like you came out on top.
1: Well, that's the thing. Mentally. Now.
0: I feel like it made you a stronger person.
1: Well, I won't say it just made me a stronger person. I had to already, I just had to get through it, period. Um, I don't don't really feel like the military makes you a stronger person. Really? I feel like it can alter your personality a lot. Absolutely. So it's up to you. How you choose to handle it mm-hmm. Like everybody always says to me Like oh you don't look like You have PTSD Or you don't look like You're in the military or You don't look like You did these things You don't look like You know you rolled over Into a lake Nothing You but rolled over into a lake Oh oh yeah Over there too And so I'm like I went through some trauma Over there
0: Talk about it
1: Yeah But um I mean I I internalize a lot of things And mm. I find outlets So I wasn't mentally Stable when I got home I wasn't from the things that I seen that I experienced I was not mentally stable and it took a lot of reflecting a lot of reading personal Mm. development like just sitting with myself it took a lot even talking to therapists Mm -hmm.
0: so what are some things that you discovered about yourself like once you're home and you're sitting with your thoughts and you're sitting in the idle with an idle mind what are you thinking about What's, what's going on
1: well one thing that I always think about is all the events that line up to this particular time mm-hmm. and I understand and realize it's like I'm stronger than what I, I tell myself mm-hmm. it's like I've made it through a lot of things like mm-hmm. I've overcame a lot of things yeah so for me it's just like I might be down for a second even like no you 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 pretty dope like you pretty tough you're strong like you can fight through anything you have intestinal fortitude like that's me so for sure that helped me realize that when I'm alone and thinking. Um, I don't like to see people hurt. I don't like to see depression and poverty. Um, <sighs> dirty environments, like going through, going through the villages there, it's just, it's, it's overwhelming. It's very overwhelming just to see how people live. Mm-hmm. It was, um, I was pulling guard one time over there and.
0: I was pulling guard.
1: We well, have to stand at the gate. or You have your truck at the gate, and you're checking people in and out. Whoever's mm-hmm. coming through okay. and going out, you just making sure they're not bringing anything into the base or anything like that. Gotcha. Um, but pulling guard one night, and it was, it was a little boy. He didn't have on any shoes. It is just, I just, I was, I was grateful just to experience that, just to see it. He didn't have on any shoes. He was just walking, and he made a yo-yo out of something you know how yo-yo just mm-hmm. this little he made a I don't know if he made a yo-yo out of a shoe or what but he made a yo-yo out of a string and something else that was not shaped like a circle yeah and he had it going and it was just the coolest thing ever and i was just like wow they make something out of nothing do you i don't know if that like
0: no nah, they just I'm make always something when, out of nothing yeah in third world places how that yeah that, it's you like look at if it's we like had this. If it was just like the top of this little table, and we like, oh just so us it's just a, ta-. so just a table,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but to them it's like yo, this is a table. This could be a wheel. This can be a yo-yo. Yes, it's like their minds are like. Sometimes I'm like yo, like I know I'm not using my mind. A thousand percent.
1: Exactly. They are just more creative. Yeah. We are spoiled. We are spoiled we are spoiled. They are just more creative. So, yeah, you we weren't allowed to leave any trash or anything around either because they can make stuff out of everything that we provide.
0: So like make things like what? Anything like that can be explosive that can be harmful to the US anything army. Anything
1: that can harm the Americans. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't I didn't get any of that till I actually was there and seeing it. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, they can make weapons out of everything. This is crazy. Like oh, these people is really crazy over here. They don't like us.
0: Dang. And were you ever, which I'm sure you probably were, but it's just fearful, like, yo, I'm not going to make it one day. hmm Like, how is it waking up every day knowing, like, yo, today might be my last day on this earth?
1: I mean, when you running in bunkers and you seeing explosions or a truck in front of you blow up, like, it's, it's just like, oh, it's a countdown. It's just like, well, you just wake up, you just don't know. Just like if you're driving in your car, you don't know. But, but it's, just, it's, it's, it's just more intense over yeah, there. Yeah, it's a lot
0: more intense because I don't wake up thinking like, yo, today my last day. It could be my last well, my
1: day. my thing was, my thing was like, if we could make it over here, but if we can't get a plane back over there, how are we going to get home? We're in a whole different, we're in a whole different country. Me being stranded, that's how I felt like I was just stranded. Like if a pilot never comes back to get us, like we're just going to be here in Afghanistan in this heat. It was so hot.
0: And you have to wear uniforms. Yes. Every day.
1: Every day. Every day. Gator necks covering your face because the sandstorms like tearing up your skin, like the the toxins we were breathing in. It was crazy.
0: So dealing with PTSD, of course you deal with it while you're in the military, but you're on go so much you don't really get time to really just deal with PTSD.
1: Yeah, I never. I didn't realize I had it till I got home, because when I I was when I was um, I'll tell you a story. So, it was a we had to go out to a specific location, and it was to teach people how to use this specific uh machine. This mm-hmm. uh, it was called the Crows Machine. What is it? Commonly remote operated weapons machine or whatever. So it's a machine. Um, it's like a joystick. It's in the back of the truck or whatever, and you. You control the weapon up top with this joystick. Oh,
0: like when you said, the tank and get the little art, the long thing. Yeah. Oh, that sounds Y'all fun Y'all call
1: everything a tank. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Black people. <laughs> you mean a tank? Yeah, I mean, that's all we know. Tank, type of truck.
1: No, I think I was in an MRAP. A what? An MRAP. What that's that? the name. It's, the, it's another type of uh, machinery, a vehicle. I'll show you some pictures um, after this. Yeah some big some big joints if i spell it right but um i'll just show you and i'll i'll show you when that some pictures when we're done but um we were going out into this minefield or whatever to shoot these weapons and of course my truck was the lead vehicle um because we knew me and my team members knew how to get out there because we were certified and we went out there already
0: and they trusted you a woman to lead
1: i was driving go ahead girl a woman i mean i'm in a
0: But you were talking about last time, like the guys, but even as a team, like men sometimes can be (laughs) douchebags and still forfeit the bigger goal of what team is supposed to be doing to win because of the ego.
1: Yeah. So the fact that you let, but
0: yeah, it's the fact that you let it though still is that's big. Yeah. In my head.
1: I mean, it was, it was big for me because I was the only female. Yes. Perfect. That's the one. I was the only female over there who had this specific uh, certification for this. So
0: they had no choice but to lean on. They you. had,
1: yeah, because I made such a big deal when I got there, because I'm a truck driver. So I, I came over there like, okay, I'm be driving, and when I got to my location, um, they was like, okay, you are uh, you gonna be a gunner, and I was like, a what? Like, what's, what's, what's a gunner? Yeah, but it's needs of the army. So no matter what your job is. Like, you could be a dental assistant, you could be a cook, a chef, whatever. Whatever your job is, you're a soldier first. Period. Like, you're a soldier first. So I'm going over there like, oh, no, I'm a truck driver. I'm not doing that. Did I ain't you get- sign
0: up to be a truck driver or yeah, that's, that's just was what my, you—
1: that was my job in the military when I joined. I was an 88 Mike, a truck driver. That's what you signed up for. That's what they said, yo, this is what you're going to do. No, that's what I signed up for.
0: Why did you want to sign up to be a truck driver?
1: Just trying to leave in a rush because I had to retest again to get a better job and I just didn't have no patience. I was like, I'm out. Oh, because the
0: job what you test on is a tear exactly. of the job that you get. Exactly. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's exactly. right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um. So I went over there like I'm a truck driver. This is what I'm doing, and they had other plans for me. They was like, well, you're going to be a gunner, and I was like, no. I'm not doing it. So I went crazy, screaming, crying. I went into the, uh, the first sergeant <laughs> office. Like, they talking about, excuse me, first sergeant. <laughs> just all, just all out of regulation, yeah. talking to him, Like knowing I'm supposed to have my hands behind my back, everything, I'm just like, I ain't doing it. Send me home, send me to jail, I'm not doing it. And so they made it so I was able to take this class. I still had to control the, the weapon, but I, I got to stay in the truck. So it was a 40-hour class. Um, learn how to operate the whole thing, whatever. And so I'm with a group of guys, and we go out here. I have a picture of that too. It's like it's a, it's like four, 30 guys in the class and me. I can't wait to and see. And it's these all white guys, and it's just me. And I'm like, I'm not getting the only out that black truck. Girl. I'm not getting out the truck. I didn't do it. I did not stand outside of that truck. That turret, you know, you stand up and you scanning over the truck. That's what they thought I was going to do. Who? I just had a baby. I'm going home not I doing need that to be protected. What? God loved me cuz he ain't let me get out that truck.
0: <laughs> so you're in this truck? Yes. Your team is a full of what just men?
1: Yeah, it's just all.
0: and the only female all all on the this soldiers. whole team. Yeah. How was that?
1: I mean, it's just boys. I mean, men.
0: And your what point? Mean? Men or men?
1: I mean, I'm a soldier. That's it. You a man, I'm a woman, but we soldiers. We work together, that's it. I got your back, you got mine. I know what to do if you get hurt, you know what to do if I get hurt. So, I mean, I might not be able to carry you as far as you can carry me, Mm -hmm. but I'm still a soldier first. So, when we were out there, on the way back after we did the whole little thing we were supposed to do, on the way back, I'm driving, and we go over this little bypass, and it was like a gravel road. And it was a a lake on this side.
0: So you drive that thing from the joystick.
1: No. Or you just drive. The, the
0: stick is just for the joy The joystick is for the stick, but you actually go to a different seat to actually drive the thing.
1: Yeah. So you have a truck, a driver, and a truck commander. So whoever, the truck commander is the person who like tells you what to do like runs the truck or whatever and then you have the gunner in the back so the person that sits in the back and controls the joystick Mm -hmm. I was I had the certification to control the joystick but at that time I was driving Mm -hmm. I drove I was driving to out of the uh, place and so while we're driving the gravel road gives it just breaks away the gravel breaks away and on the way there I was telling the truck commander, I was like, um, just scary. We gonna fall over. <laughs> he was like, no, we've been on this road plenty of times. We gonna be fine. And so when we were driving, he radioed back to the other people cause we started to rock. And he was like, hey, y'all take it easy. Before he even finished the sentence, we was in the water, in the water. Look at my boys, <clears throat> we were in the water, Joe. When I tell you everything went pitch black have you ever been underwater and it just pitch black?
0: No, I keep my eyes open.
1: Yeah. So this was like one of this is how I got PTSD, like from this incident. When it came to driving, when I got back home after my deployment, like I was just terrified to drive on the street. Like, um but yeah, our truck flipped over in the water. And thank God for the gunner in the back, for real. He um it's like if, if the weapon is turned around to the back, it locks it. It like seals it's, it seals the turret or whatever. He had enough sense to turn it before, right before. While y'all were going. He had enough sense to turn it, so then we were able to get out.
0: So had he not turned that Had joint, he not turned it. That would have been over for y'all. We,
1: we we would not be here on the podcast. I think about it all the time. I think about it all the time. I'm like, man, like my chest feels heavy, and it just, it's, it's just scary. But it's like you you got out of it. You gotta
0: think very quick in the military. Like you gotta be able to think. Oh, for sure.
1: Oh, for sure. That's why. That's why it's so important for people to stay calm, to be disciplined. So I'm an advocate for yoga for yoga for anybody. Mm -hmm. This is like you just learn how to hold, like to keep your breath, pace yourself, like think it through, breathe it through, breathe it through. I got you.
0: Because I want to get into yoga. Because my breathing is horrible.
1: No, it's not. Okay. You just have to learn how to control it. I have asthma. Okay.
0: I have respiratory issues. Okay. It's so like I said, I'll play. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so.
1: If we're thinking it, then it is so. That's what man
0: thinketh, I know.
1: Yes, you are healed.
0: Amen. So, you're in this. it has got a carat. What's It's of? a turret. A turret. That's the
1: hole that's at the top. But we were in the. You're
0: in the in the M- Mm-hmm. The, Mrap. Mrap. Mm-hmm. It flips in the water. You it blacks out, or did you black out?
1: No, it blacked out. Because I was, it was very so much dark up under it, the it's water. It's so dark, and I immediately like uh, I immediately like try to like turn and start kicking the door, but that's like four hundred pounds oh, under the water with that right. pressure. And it wasn't no way. But then I heard. Eventually, I heard like, "Where is West?" I was. I was. I had to be the last one out of the vehicle. Because I was up here, the truck flipped over, and we on the side, right, in the water. So, um, but the gunner in the back, he turned the turret. The hatch was able to open, so he was able to get out. And then the truck commander was just sitting there. He was just laying there, still in his seatbelt. And I'm like this. <laughs> I'm like, I'm turned this way. My leg's is in the air.
0: Is there water getting into it? Yeah,
1: his water's water starting to come in. Because the turret came open. We in the water. The water was coming in. And I just started yelling at him. I was like, I was like, get out the truck. I'm like, Sergeant Jackson, get out the truck, get out the truck, get out the truck, get out the truck. Cause and he was he taking just... his time, but he was just thinking it through. Like that's why he was in control of the, of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Like he, he give you the direction. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I, I see why people are in position, mm. in positions that they are yeah, in. Yeah, 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 but I thought, I thought that I was gone. Like after I start screaming at him, like get out the truck. I closed my eyes and I was just like, where's Wes? Where's Wes? And I was like, oh, my God, I'm they can't find me. I'm gone. i go. gone. No, because I don't. It's black. That's not you funny. You flipped over but in the it's water. Not it's, not funny, funny. it's funny. It's funny because yeah. that's how I felt. I was, like, going nuts on the inside. So I was, you
0: thought you was an afterlife.
1: I thought I was an afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> I thought. I was in the afterlife. If you just hear that, it's just dark and it's like, where's West?" Because you know they call us by our last name. Where's Uh West? And I was like, I'm (laughs) dead. Oh my God. But I was able to climb out. (laughs) They told me to get out. I got out. I had to climb from the front all the way out to the side. And it was just like, when I got out, all the soldiers was just out there Mm -hmm. on their trucks and they was like, what happened, West? What did you do? And I was just like, the, I, the road,
0: I, I asked y'all the
1: road, bro y'all ain't see it <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you all ever go back to go look at the part where y'all um flipped over at
1: yeah they had to uh they had to pull the, the vehicle out the water was it was daytime nighttime it was daytime it was daytime so we all had and and we were getting off early so it was an exercise that we had to go out there and shoot with the with the weapon oh, this, is just practice. this was practice this This was, that's why I'm like, that's why I was out there because I had already did it, and I was taking people out there. So this was just practice. And then we were getting off early, and then for the truck to go over in the water on the day that you get off early overseas, we were in the combat zone, it's just like, terrible. So now you gotta
0: do all this paperwork, go get checked out.
1: Paperwork, and everybody mad at me because this actually holds up everybody else's day too.
0: Well, it's not your fault because if if you, but you told them like, yo, this something does not seem right. Yeah. And they told you to keep going.
1: Yeah, but I don't
0: see anything to be your fault. If you, because you have to listen to command, right?
1: Mhm. Mhm. They don't care about that. Do you know I was under investigation, like charges about to be brought up against me? What? Because you, that's a, that is a heavy piece of equipment. That is expensive. So I got cleared though, thank God, because I would have been responsible for all the damages and all that to the vehicle. When I show you the pictures, you will see
0: you're held responsible to pay, fix that I thing? I would
1: have if it would have been my fault, like if it would have been an error of my own, yeah, I would have been responsible. So
0: through this investigation, how are you feeling?
1: Shook up, like shaking, like hands never stopped shaking, just unsure, like, am I a good driver? Like, you know, is this the, whatever, what's gonna happen to me? Mm-hmm. I gotta go into these little meetings, fill out paperwork, it was just, it was very stressful. It was very stressful.
0: How long did the uh, investigation take?
1: A couple days, but um, they put me right back out on the road.
0: Like the next day. The next day. Like you're driving again. The next day. Under investigation.
1: What? And I was just yeah, and I'm just like y'all can't like I need to go to counseling or something like I'm my spirit is.
0: So is is there therapy within the military?
1: Yeah, but when was when was I gonna have time to go? Mm. You can go when you go to the VA. Or you can go to the doctor and they'll refer you to somebody or you go see a military therapist. But over there, it wasn't, it was like, no, you, you'll you get over it. Just get back out there. Get back out there. It put me right out there. I was just terrified. Like, you question everything. Like, when you make a big mistake or you think you made a mistake or something major like that happens, it's like, yeah, you're going to question, you're going to calculate your moves differently. Yeah, for sure. Like, what can I have done differently? What? Like, uh, I was just scared. But... I kept driving. I didn't have a choice, but I don't prefer to be in in big vehicles anymore.
0: Like even personally.
1: Mm. mm I mean, I'll get a little SUV, but like a
0: uh, Jeep is. I mean, it's not big at all. But like yeah, something that's a little, like a my little toy car, a Escalade.
1: Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to have to handle that.
0: Cargo van. Mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Would you consider that your worst experience in the military?
1: No, one of them.
0: What was your worst experience? Can you talk about it?
1: I can, but...
0: Just mention it, because I want to keep you. know you got to, don't want to belabor your time.
1: Well, um, well, like I told you already before, a lot of stuff happened to me over there, so we talked about my truck getting flipped over in the water, me getting robbed when I was there, and I went through an assault when I was there, not being patient. So I left out of um, my tent one night and I was assigned two battle buddies that, you know, they, it's people that you have uh, other soldiers that have to go with you everywhere. Like, yeah. so you're never alone. Okay. It's a battle buddy system. So you always have to have somebody with you mm-hmm. just to have your back. I didn't want to wait. I wanted to get in the shower. We had just came off mission and all that, whatever. And I left out the tent in the middle of the night and I went in the you know, the latrine, the showers and all that. and. I had my experience so that was
0: another military
1: uh Mm uh-huh yeah and so I decided that I was just going to make sure I get home I didn't want to speak about it I just felt awful inside Mm -hmm. and I was just angry so for the rest of my deployment I just I was dealing with my I was dealing with it the best I could just not thinking about anything else like you know just trying to put in the back of my mind because I didn't want I didn't want to make a report and then possibly have to go through, well, I knew I was gonna have to go through a whole investigation and and the questioning and all of that, so I'll i, I would tell anybody to speak up if anything was to happen like that to them. I didn't feel strong enough to speak up at the time. I was I was ashamed, really, I was embarrassed because mm. I've always been the person to like defend People against bullies yeah. And you know I'm a protector I have siblings And I'm always I was always fighting Like on somebody else's behalf yeah. And so When it came When it When it came to me mm-hmm. When it came to me I didn't want to say anything Because it was like I didn't feel strong enough. Yeah. It was like, I can't even defend my own self. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need some tissues right here. I,
0: my sister told me that, too. And you got me over here.
1: But... <laughs> it, I mean, I can talk about it, but sometimes mm. it just hit, a little, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm able to... Uh, it took forever for me to even start talking about it, like mm. to even be able to verbalize it and say it out my mouth and admit what happened to me and admit that I'm not as strong as I thought I was because yeah. that has always been my thing. Like, oh, I'm tough, I can do this. Like, no, I felt I didn't feel strong because I, didn't, I couldn't defend my own self. And I, I felt like people would judge me too. Like, you let that happen or you ain't do nothing, you ain't say nothing, with, well, I would have did this. And mm-hmm. I didn't want to deal with that. So I dealt with it in my own way.
0: And how was your way? Just suppressing it?
1: Suppressing it. um, Drinking wine every day, full bottles, like just not being kind to myself, Mm -hmm. not thinking I was beautiful anymore. um, Just want to hide myself and just indulge Mm -hmm. in work. Like I just didn't want to think about it. But once I finally started doing, you know, some personal development, and I was like, you know what, I have to face this. And I just didn't know how I was going to tell anybody. But when I started doing yoga, it kinda like opened me up and it was it kinda well it did, it just started like mending my heart mm-hmm. and just giving me purpose and helping me to feel beautiful again and strong and powerful and I learned to just conquer my own mind. So that's why I'm able to. That's why I do yoga. Thank you. It for helped me. That. You're welcome. You want my tissue?
0: Gonna <laughs> be okay. It's like a little tear right here. Though. I see it. You see it. I see it. <laughs> I'm like that. <sighs> nah. Um. So, through yoga, it's helped you to begin your healing journey from what happened with, to you. For sure. And of course, I'm sure there was like some self blame in it because that's what happens Of sexual oh. assault. Like myself, like I, bl- I thought it was my fault. Like I thought I put this on me. I'm sure you experience that as well. Mm-hmm. So, what are some things that you can offer to someone who's experienced what you have, either military or not military, but through yoga? How can they begin their healing journey?
1: Well, for me, I'll just speak for myself. Um, for me, <laughs> yoga yoga just challenged me to just stay still and stop running away hmm. from how I felt yeah. and my issues so when i um when I got really into it and started challenging myself and just finding my myself like holding the postures longer or just craving to just be on my mat, mm-hmm. that just it just changed something to me, like say I'll be in down dog, right, and I'm just hanging out in down dog, and you know you have. Other people around you That's not That's not stopping And so that's kind of It's an ego thing It was an ego thing In the beginning When I started doing yoga Like Mm -hmm. Like I can I can put my leg up hot Like everybody else I can do this I can you know Whatever But after After I I understood Like you know Let my ego go just stick to my own practice be on my own mat, just deal with self. Don't worry about anything (laughs) else around me. So whenever we do yoga together, you'll always hear me say throughout our practice, like, you know, you don't have to listen to me. I'm just a guide, but this is your practice. Mm -hmm. Take what you need from me, get what you need. You don't have to do whatever I'm doing. You can do what you want. If you want to go to sleep, you can, but it's up to you. It's just how you're healing your own self. But yoga is just, it just makes me think. It helps me stay grounded. It gives me clarity um my focus is crazy like when i am focused like it just it just helps me out it just makes me feel empowered and strong and i teach other people so i have i have my tribe now and i got my certification because i was like people just have to experience this like mm-hmm. they have to they have to just experience sitting with themselves like when you're discovering who you are while you're meditating or just learning how to control your breathing. Like it's just, it's just beautiful. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Nah, lost, nah. It's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. Cause it's just like, you're a human, right? And you wake up and you're breathing. If you wake up, you're breathing, mm-hmm. right? But through yoga, you have the power to just cut it off for a second. Like you can hold your breath that's it's so it's so powerful to me like I have the ability to control this a thing that's just naturally given from God Mm -hmm. like how powerful is that
0: yeah and where's the best place to start so one who has never done yoga I've like played around with it but I never like really like got into yoga like I feel like I should where's the best place to start or what's the best thing to do to start?
1: If you want to start to do yoga? I want to
0: start yoga today. When I go home tonight, I'm going to do some yoga. Or I should do, or I want to find like a yoga practice I can do, incorporate in my morning routine for like 10, 15, 20 minutes.
1: Okay. We're going to do some yoga right now.
0: Mm.
1: Okay? Okay? So sit up nice and tall. Come on. Sit up nice and tall. Close your eyes and take a deep inhale in hold it and then exhale let it out oh that's so nice now without hitting the mic joe go ahead and extend your arms out like a t extend your arms out like a t you know the letter t (laughs) 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 extend your arms out like a t that is right Uh and go ahead and wrap your arms around yourself give yourself a nice big hug squeeze it give yourself a hug whoever you want that hug to be from go ahead and give it to yourself Put a smile on your face. Put a smile on your face. <laughs> now you can let go. You just did some yoga.
0: That was yoga? mm
1: mm-hmm. Really? mm mm-hmm. It's not all just moving and exercising. Yeah. Yoga is just breathing. Yoga is loving yourself. Yoga is just putting a smile on your face, feeling positive, sharing good energy. I
0: had yoga all wrong.
1: Yeah. People, a lot of people do. They just assume like, oh, it's just for skinny white people. Or, you know, it's, we don't do that. Yeah. And that is, it's just, it's just not what it is. It's your practice. Like, whatever you need, give it to your own self. It don't just, it's not just warrior one. Like, it's not, it's not that. It's your practice.
0: So it's out here.
1: You, you loving yourself, Joe. So
0: y'all who are watching this right now and who are listening, <laughs> put your arms out in a T awesome hug yourself (laughs) smile and just think about the person you want to hug you know I thought about
1: who did you think about
0: my younger self really yeah because my younger self didn't get a lot of love and affection
1: that's what yoga does you have to look inward you have to look inward you I'm doing this every day you should Joe
0: I'm so serious Like, that was so empowering um, and really just helped me think and just, it put me in a moment. Like, when you told me to do it, it wasn't like, I want to think about the room that we're in. I want to think about us on the podcast right then and there. I was just thinking about just holding me. And when you said hug that person that you want to hug, like, my first instinct went straight to me. Oh, wow. You dope. Now I see why your name is I see beauty
1: <laughs> I see beauties Yes But The name of the yoga studio And company is We do yoga too
0: Like we as in like Us black people Yeah
1: Just Whoever Doesn't think it's for them We do yoga too
0: I love that You do online yoga
1: I'm going to start Virtually You need to yeah, cause everybody can't make it to the studio. It's so dope in the studio, though. But yeah, uh, of
0: course. But you can like help people create like an atmosphere in their homes. Mm-hmm. Find a time like I feel well, for me like I'm working on getting up early now. So I said I want to be up at five, but that ain't happening yet. So I said I'm gonna do six. You're
1: already taking yourself out of it. No, it, no, no. It ain't happen at five. But
0: I'm being honest though with myself. You're right. But I said I'm gonna build. I'm gonna start at six. So every day I get at least I just get up mm-hmm. and I don't go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I just lay in bed, and then I do this thing where I listen to a devotion on YouTube every morning. So I'm, I'm creating a better morning routine. Now, the next thing now is the yoga. Now you know, I just go do a just little tea.
1: incorporate some mindful movements into your daily routine. And I didn't
0: think it was just so simple as that, though.
1: It can be as simple as you want it to be, or it can be as intense as you want it to be. So you can stay where you are for however long you like, but if you want to go further, then that's just up to you to go study some more, to be ready to challenge your body and your, your mind and your spirit because, I mean. I
0: want more of this. I'm so serious. What you want more of, Joe? The whole yoga experience. I feel like this is what my body is calling for. Like I like going Ooh. to the gym and working out and stuff. But I think yoga is what my body is calling for. My mind is I started
1: craving it. I just started craving it. Like, I just needed it. It Just
0: Because the way you just explained it to me, because I never really, like, had somebody explain yoga to me Mm -hmm. and what it is. I just thought, like, okay, people... But this is
1: my interpretation. No, no, but it's
0: a good interpretation, though, because it's not what we're used to. Exactly. It's not the norm of, like, somebody taking their leg and putting it behind their head or, (laughs) you know... Well, i saw a girl yesterday you saw the girl in the morning meet up yesterday no you didn't see her Mm-mm. she did something where like she was standing up and she took her leg and went like all the way up here
1: oh okay dancer who dancer dancer pose
0: yeah and then she just took but it was like way up there and
1: and what how did that make you feel where did you want to try it or you just like nah?
0: no i would be want to try anything
1: okay Cause some people they see me and they was like, well, I can't do that. No, you're. Not. Oh no, I'm never gonna tell stuff like, I can't
0: do nothing. I will would be jokingly say oh, I can't do that, but I'm still gonna try it.
1: Exactly. You can just attempt it. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: That felt good though.
1: I'll send you some stuff um, that you can where you can start at, where you can start. Okay. Definitely.
0: So we're gonna do a quick commercial. I want you to think. You've already empowered us. you, know, you kind of took us somewhere, and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna try to go there, and I i'm good though <laughs> <laughs> no i appreciate you for sure well we do i'm gonna do a quick commercial real quick and i want you to just close out with something dope and powerful and uh, let people know where they can find you and how to get started on whatever you want to get started okay okay all right so this episode is sponsored by the emboldened institute it's my spot it's my hub it's my place for me and for you where i send you daily texts and affirmations to help you you get my list Mm. Um, I send you daily texts and affirmations to really help you encourage yourself and find your space. So I send you a daily text, 10 a.m. EST. You get affirmation. Text me word affirmation, or if you wanted to say, just want to know some techniques or just hear some a word of something, an empowerment, text me word HEAL to 404-476-6780. That's 404-476-6780. The information be at the bottom of the screen and in the description. Uh, Tanisha, thank you.
1: I'm here anytime, Joe. Thank you for texting me back. <laughs> I gotta find you know, I had to say something.
0: Of course, you did. But no, nah, for real, I really thank you for this episode.
1: Mm-hmm. Is it one of your favorites? Y-
0: yeah, because I cried with you.
1: Okay. When I just, I had, cry, to, I just you had to cry, see if I. We
0: cried together.
1: All right, old school.
0: That was the Shanti version.
1: I ain't never, <laughs> never like, listen to that. But.
0: Well, we can go back for old school if you want to.
1: Say, we cry. Mm.
0: We cry together. I told my friend and his wife we'd do that one day.
1: That's just such a beautiful song. It is. I'm glad I... am
0: glad I... Now you better be on that five-hour trip. Mm-hmm. Listen to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Get Feeling home. good.
0: You better be. And you better let me know you get home.
1: All right. right, Will do. You know what? Thank you, Joe, because ever since I met you, you always make sure I get home. You check.
0: Yeah, I'm a great... You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I just I feel guess. like... Because I want to make sure that you, you're, you're good. I worry about people.
1: But, I mean, I'm sure it's thousands of people that travel from to here all over the world. There is. You check on everybody?
0: No, but at least tell them, hey, be safe. Safe travels, and let me know when you get home. Some people do, some people don't. Mm-hmm. At least I said it.
1: That's good. Yeah. Well, thank you for checking on me.
0: Anytime. All right. Closed out.
1: What are we closing out with? Just uh, Whatever you feel is on your heart. Okay, well, guys, um, I hope that sharing a bit of my journey and my story could have uh, inspired you or gave you a different perspective. My name is Tanisha again. You can find me at We Do Yoga Two on all social media or I C Beauties. That's I S E E B E A U T I E S because I see beauties in everything. I'm also a licensed cosmetologist and a certified yoga instructor. Um my piece of advice that I would leave for anybody is never be afraid to accept change. Don't be afraid to accept change because nothing is going to stay the same. Nothing. So just go with the flow and create the life that you want. You can't create the life that you want if you if you're not open for change. That's true. That's how I feel. That's my philosophy. I'm always open for change.
0: Well, guys, you heard it here first. It's another episode of Vulnerable Moments. We are out.
1: Peace. (laughs) Later. You like my eye?